All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We are excited to announce, uh, as we have been, uh, the Reformation Boise Conference coming up October 21st and 22nd. Um, we have Dr. Joel Beakey and Dr. Derek Thomas coming. These are like, I mean, I think it's fair to say that they are world-class speakers. Yeah, you're going to get your money's worth for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's free. Um, but these guys are, I mean, Derek Thomas is a Welshman, right? And unfortunately, he wrote a book about a half a year too late because our topic mm. last year was on worship, and he um, just published or had published a, a book on worship that is a very short, consent, concise little book on worship that is very helpful. I've heard it's really good. And then Dr. Beaky, of course, he was here for our inaugural conference back in 2017. Um, very prolific author. It's going to be on the subject of the church, uh, which is a, a much-needed subject today. Um, so go to ReformationBoise.com. couple uh, guest hosts today, um, <laughs> Pastor Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Church. Thank you. Glad and, to be then, here. and then uh, Ben Rao, he's one of our pastoral interns at the Well Boise. Hello. And then special host with me today, no. Russ Herman. Yeah, it's good to Give be us here. Give us some And then I'm Josh Bales from The Well Boys. So we've been talking about um, the doctrine of creation. And um, I think, you know, I've said this multiple times, but I think where Paul Tripp shines the best is when he takes the doctrine and then starts to apply it to our life. And I, I think that's where – that's actually the hardest part of my preaching – um, the exegetical part and the doctrinal part, I love those parts. And then I get to the application, and it's, it's very difficult for me. Um, and he's just excellent at it. I'm going to just plug a, a systematic theology book that has just come out recently in the recent years, and that is um, Dr. Joel Beakey and Paul Smalley have been publishing systematic theology books that are trying to wed together the, the, the doctrinal theological aspects of systematic theology with the experiential. Mm -hmm. And so if you're wanting um, a systematic theology with a, a little bit more meat on the bones than Paul David Tripp is going to give, um, that would be one that I would highly recommend. And Vicky's eminently readable. Yes. And it, it's very warm and pastoral. Um, so it's kind of a wedding together of the, the a great theology with some of the things that Tripp is doing here. This is going to be much more con concise and condensed, um, a little bit more readable from that perspective. But I think you'd you would benefit from the systematic theology that um, Beaky and Smalley have been publishing. By the way, these are, this is why the Puritans are so great because the Puritans were deeply doctrinal but eminently practical. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't um, compromise on, on either one of those. So talking about creation, um, what happens when we ask the creation to satisfy our deepest needs? So what happens when we look to our money or look to our marriages or um, look to entertainment or look to material resources? What happens when we ask creation to, to satisfy our deepest needs? I'm actually not going to answer the question. I'll let these guys do that. I'm just going to say that I believe we do it all the time. Yes. yes. That that is our default um, mechanism is to try to look to creation to satisfy our deepest needs. So yep. that's the framework that I think all of the guys in the room are coming from. Yep. Now I'll let these guys jump in and answer the question. I was going to say we'll be deeply disappointed. I mean, at, at every turn, whether that's, you know, back of the olden days or even some you know, new age religions of, 
elevating the sun and the moon and the stars and various as- aspects of creation to a godlike level, or whether it's environmentalism, putting creation at the forefront of our thoughts and all that we do, um, or our own wives mm. or children. I mean, creation is not made to be God and it cannot take the weight of Godhood and it will disappoint us at every single turn. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason that it perpetuates and, and is so common is because it's by its nature very close to the attributes we find in God mm-hmm. um, or we, we, we see in God. Yeah. Um, and so we're looking in the wrong place. Yeah. It's, it's close, but it's not. It's the sign. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the, the difficulty, Extreme back in the 80s had a song called Wholehearted, um, and the line of the can song is... Can you sing is, it for us? I can. I can, <laughs> I can and should. Um, the line of the song is, there's a hole in my heart that can only be filled by you. There's a hole in my heart that can only be filled by the things that you do. Mm. If that song was sung to God, it works. Mm-hmm. But this was sung in a relational aspect. And what happens is both the person that looks to the other person to fulfill all of these deep needs is going to be disappointed. And the person who has had this placed upon them, they're carrying a burden that they cannot carry, that they cannot meet, and that they are going to become discouraged mm-hmm. and despondent. Yeah. Um, and what's going to happen is that we're going to live these lives um, where – we will move to the next thing, to the next thing, because we're looking for this deep satisfaction in things that, as Ryan said, don't have enough weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, only God is weighty enough to meet all of the deepest needs of creation. Yeah. Not only will created things um, end in disappointment, but they, they lead to destruction. So mm-hmm. if I look to sex to fulfill my, my deepest needs, well, then I, I'll turn into a pervert. If I look to money to fulfill my deepest needs, I'll turn into a greedy person. If I look to politics or any other created thing, it actually will destroy me. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, Paul, it distorts both ways. It's, 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 it's not just to excess. So say with say with wealth, if you become a greedy person or you become an incredibly envious, mm-hmm. empty person. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is the the wonder of J.R.R. Tolkien in The Lord of the Rings. Um, in essence, this is the underlying theme of those books with the great ring of power. Mm-hmm. That they look to the ring of power to provide liberation. And Tolkien was saying, the ring will destroy you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It cannot be wielded in the way that you want. And really, it's just a commentary on this. Yeah that we try to wield things to satisfy our deepest needs and longings and, and to, to accomplish something it can't, yeah. that the ring will destroy you. Maybe, maybe you're thinking, well, I don't have a problem with you know sex or money or whatever. Well, maybe your problem is a little bit different. Maybe your problem is you just long for comfort and peace, and which, of course, is a good thing. We God has given that to us as a gift, 
But if you turn comfort and peace into the thing that you want to satisfy your deepest needs, then the problem is it'll end in the same place. You'll do whatever it takes to have comfort and peace. And Tripp in one of his other books, um, How People Change, he goes through this exercise where he um, basically asks, he, he he interrogates the thing in, in view, like comfort or peace or whatever. And he starts asking that thing, when when did you come down and put on flesh and become God for me? Mm. Comfort. Comfort, when did you um, pay for all of my sins? Mm. Comfort, when did you uh, become crucified on the cross and buried? And when did you comfort um, raise um, from the dead for me? When did you comfort promise me everlasting life? When you put it in those terms, you see immediately that the things that we look for ultimately fail to actually satisfy the deepest needs that we have. We we forget what our deepest needs are. Mm-hmm. Deepest needs are having our fin- sins forgiven and being reconciled to God and living for his glory. And we just get twisted. <laughs> I wrote this quote down from, from the book, uh, from Tripp's book. The doctrine of creation drives me to Jesus. It is only because he is with me, for me, and in me that I will ever submit to God's ownership and live according to his purpose. He will not leave me to struggle on my own, but fights for me. Mm. even when I myself am too exhausted and discouraged to fight. Mm. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Tripp talks about this idea that all of life is a glory war. And it really goes along with this I- idea of, of saying that we can't look to creation to satisfy our dif- deepest needs. Mm. Um, we will glory in something. Mm-hmm. And we'll... And what happens is we, we so often take the things of creation and glory in those instead of everything that we have or touch is supposed to lead us back to our creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, we almost always stop somewhere along the line before we get back to the creator. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that these things are, are bad, um, but you take just simple things. I mean, how much of just I'm a coach, so you you know that I'm not saying that athletics is bad, but how much of athletics stops before it brings you back to the creator? Mm-hmm. Um, where people uh, just want self glory. Yeah. But you you can pick on athletes because it's fun. But musicians are no different, or authors, or mm. you know, computer programmers. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, it, it's all a glory war. <laughs> Um, what Spurgeon's line, you know, when somebody said that was an excellent sermon, they mm-hmm. said that at the door and he said, yeah, the devil told me before I left the pulpit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the ways that you can, um, kind of do a self-diagnosis of, of, okay, well, what, what is winning the glory war in my life right now? Um, just ask yourself the question, what has functional control of your heart? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, where are all of your passions aimed at? And look, um, we're going to sin, um, regularly, um, hourly, daily, which is why the, the Lord's prayer says you, you pray for daily forgiveness. We obviously need Christ to forgive us on a, on a daily basis. Um, so I'm, I'm not aiming at a, a perfectionism here, but ask yourself, honestly, what controls your heart? What controls your checkbook? What controls your time? Um, what controls the way that you daydream? I mean, that shows This is you. really idolatry questions yep. Yep. that yep. we're talking yep. about, yep. which is yep. really what a glory war is all about. And what 
or whom do we worship? Yep. And how the doctrine of creation can help us, you know, in this glory war is that its purpose is as we meditate on it, as we see it, even as Psalm 19 shows out in or shows in the rising of the sun, you know, and how the sun, when it starts coming up over the mountains and starts sending its rays and showing just the beauty of the creation around us, that's to drive us to know who God is. And as we uh, go then to his word, the special revelation, his law, as Psalm 19 also then starts praising his law, we come to know who this God is. We come to know we're sinners before him. And then as Psalm 19 ends, it drives us to humble reliance upon him for salvation. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately, you know, why God has made just the creation as he's made it. It's to induce awe in us and to drop us to our knees knowing that this creator is the one that we have offended mm. and we need the blood of Christ uh, to be redeemed. Amen. Tripp writes this sentence. He says, the doctrine of creation is meant to release us from the bondage to us. Mm. Yeah. It's meant to welcome us out of the prison of our own self-centeredness. Yeah. And, you know, we'll continue to talk about this topic, but hopefully the last week or so has, has been helpful for you to find this release um, from the bondage to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we in this room are not saying that to you alone. We also ha- need the doctrine of creation to release us Amen. from yeah, our yes. doctrine yeah. to yeah. ourselves. This is our tendency as fallen human beings. And we know that daily we need to be reminded of the good news of the gospel that Ryan was just talking about so that we might find that freeing Um, aspect of what it means to be those that have been redeemed and now can fulfill God's good purpose in us as his creation to glorify him and to enjoy him forever. Amen. You've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.